Hey guys, I'm recording this here on April 5th. It's Sunday. Everyone's trying to survive the crisis. Quick note to you guys, we are moving. You know, you used to delay these episodes by, you know, four to eight months after we recorded them in terms of releasing them on the podcast. We've changed that. A lot of these interviews you're going to hear over the next many months are going to be ones we recorded only days prior. We think that's a smarter way to run the show. I've made the change. So expect more urgent information coming out. Secondly, I am getting destroyed on iTunes reviews by these people that say Nathan's rude, he's hard hitting, blah, 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 which by the way, I am. It's part of my style. It's what works. The problem is people that love that style never take the time to go leave a five-star review. So I only get one or five-star reviews on iTunes. And right now there's a streak of one-star reviews that is driving me crazy. It would mean the world to me, guys. If you're loving the show, you love how direct I am, you like the style, if you go leave a review on iTunes now, if you do that and tweet it to me, text it to me, email it to me, whatever you want. I'm going to reply with a very special surprise. I think a lot of you guys will really like it is heavy, heavy data oriented. All right. So I appreciate that. Thanks guys. Enjoy the show. Verblio again, surviving the virus. They've seen $46,000 in paused MRR over the past 30 to 60 days out of their total kind of 460,000 in MRR. So again, about $6 million run rate right now, helping teams scale their content better with their massive army of writers. He's applied to PPP. We'll see what happens. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Steve Pakras. He has, brings 20 plus years of startup Fortune 500 and nonprofit experience to his role as CEO at a company called Verblio. He's also served in leadership roles at LiveOps, Tendro, Western Union, and many other companies. He received his MBA from Kellogg School of Business and his MA from Wesleyan University. Steve, you ready to take us to the top? I'm excited to be back. All right. Yeah. Thanks for coming back on. If people missed your first episode, just quick overview. What does Verblio do? Verblio is a content creation platform. Uh, we provide uh, content through our network of 3,000 U.S.-based writers, uh, and we do that through our SaaS platform that's focused on how to deliver content at scale. Yep, and you were on a couple months ago and shared that, uh, again, you're serving about 1,000 customers, pay on average maybe 500 bucks a month or $6,000 ACV, so people can kind of back in, obviously, to 5 or $6 million in ARR. How's the virus impacting you guys? Uh, cool. So first of all, I was on a couple of years ago, just to make sure. That went by really fast yep. uh, versus months. And... Um, uh, so, so a couple things. One is we're all going. Everyone's going through tough times. We have a unique view. Um, I can go through customer accounts and all the data pieces that are kind of important to to the show. Um, but we have a unique view because we do have around a thousand clients on our platform, and we see what's happening to them. So the big trends for us is that we're seeing uh, it's impacting kind of different constituents in different ways. Our larger clients, who are mostly agencies and large publishers of of quality content are mostly doing fine, if not increasing the amount of content, as they see this as a pretty, one of the few feasible channels in this, in this age. Our smaller clients and the agencies that work with the verticals most directly impacted are definitely bleeding and going down significantly. So we've seen a drop of about 10% of them so far. Uh, we reach out to all of them and the stories are pretty crushing. Um, and so we're, we're kind of in between those two trends right now, Verblio itself is about even. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of in terms of cash flow, monthly cash flow. As far as as far as monthly cash monthly cash flow, I feel pretty fortunate to be in that position, and I know that many aren't. Yep. Okay. So when you just help me understand, and my audience understand what ten percent means. So <clears throat> you've seen ten percent revenue churn over the past thirty days from this particular small business cohort. So we've seen about a ten percent drop in our small businesses. So our smallest accounts that are maybe. Uh, that are averaging more towards the hundred to two hundred dollars accounts versus the much larger, and our average is still around five hundred. So, uh, so the 
the nominal number of small businesses or accounts have dropped by 10%. Yep. Are you, so when I was preparing for this interview, I could see a use case where, you know, you help people find writers to write more content. I could see a scenario where people are now doubling down on digital because they're there, there is no in-person really anymore right now. Are you seeing some of your larger accounts, you know, double and triple expansion revenue over the past 30, 60 days? So not yet. I think everyone's kind of in shock mode. We're still in this, uh, <laughs> you know, right now we're on April 3rd, just so everyone knows, because every week is so important at this juncture. Uh, everything could change in two weeks. I think right now everybody is mostly um, trying to do a reset and, uh, and a pause. So most of our, most of the revenue that we did lose turned into paused revenue. So our paused revenue went up by 50% in three weeks. So they're not officially canceled. Um, but I think what's going to happen, uh, and I'll give insights into, I've been talking to as many industry leaders as possible. I think there is going to be a lot more towards the uh, trend of content marketing and digital marketing are two of the few avenues that still remain relevant. And it's one of the few ways that you can market in a way that is, that fits the right tone and the appropriate tone for the times that we're in, which is you don't have to be aggressive. You prepare your your story for when people are looking for it as opposed to when they're not ready for it. So when you say that you're paused revenue, how much MR right now is in your paused bucket? 65,000. Okay, 65 out of a total of what? Like 294, 300, something like that, 500? Uh, around 460 to 470 a month. Yeah, okay. Interesting. And how, when will those account, like, have you set up a structure of when those accounts will unpause or is it indefinitely for now? So we have a limit on the number of paused, uh, pause months you can have. One of the reactions that we had to COVID is to expand the number of months that a customer could pause. Uh, it used to be three months and now we're up to four and we're looking at all options as far as we want to make sure that our clients have enough time to come back to us for when they're ready. Oh, so you already had this pause function built in as part of your pricing plan pre-virus, and now you're just editing the length of that plan to, to help handle virus effects. Actually, yes, we did, but we only launched it last July. So we're just learning about it now, and we feel pretty fortunate that we got that in before this happened. Yeah, interesting. Okay, what about, I mean, what about people? Are you making any any cuts or anything like that to you know stay at break-even? So... We are. We had a pretty aggressive hiring plan. We grew by fifty percent, forty-seven percent last year, with pretty much the same team supporting it, uh, and some additional contractors that went on board. And so we actually had a hiring plan moving towards doubling the team from twelve to twenty-four uh, in a very short period of time. What we did was we moved a lot of those to contract hires. So three of the key hires got moved to contractors, but we still brought on everybody. Uh, so we're done with hiring, but I don't plan to change that or to let anybody go. So how many people are full-time now? 12 plus three contractors? So we have 17 or 18 full-time hires right now and seven. So we're 23 uh, with with the additional full-time contractors too. I see. And how many of those total are engineers? Of those total, six are engineers. Okay. And any do you use kind of outbound sales here? Any quota carrying reps? We don't. We only have an inbound sales uh, lead. We just brought on a fractional VP of sales. Uh, that was one of the one of the positions that we moved to contractor, who is figuring out our messaging right now and kind of how do we move to outbound in the right appropriate way at this time. Okay. None of them carry quota though. No one carries quota. Yeah. Yet. Yet. Yes. Yeah. Very good. All right. And talk to me a little bit more about how you've capitalized the business. Obviously you were not the original founder and you went into how that kind of changed in the last episode. So we won't rehash that, but are you raising additional capital or has your VC backers, are they saying, Hey, Steve, do you need more? 
Uh, we are fully bootstrapped. Uh, okay, so we have right. no, we have no capital, much less additional capital at our hands. And so I think that that comes with pros and cons. Uh, in this crisis, it is a particularly good time to be a bootstrap company because we had to learn to lead, live lean for a really long time. Uh, and so um, we, the the one access to capital that I'm looking at, and I'm waiting for a call right now, is from the payment protection loan program. Um, which the government made available. We're all trying to figure out and how that can give us an extra level of assuredness to, to keep the staff that we have for as long as humanly possible. So the, the math behind that is essentially taking your total payroll expenses, excluding 1099s between February of 2019 and January of 2020, and then dividing by 12 to get it monthly and then multiplying by 2.5, right? So whenever you get that number, obviously you then fill out the forms and things. Did you already actually submit with your local bank or are you still waiting on instructions from your bank? So first of all, I learned, thank you so much for sending out proactively guidance to your audience on how to do it. I learned more from you than I did from the government on how to do this. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I am in this very interesting point where I am currently looking at my phone and waiting for my banker to call me to do the application over the phone because she personally has 800 applications she's trying to submit on her laptop today and didn't know as of yesterday what the process would be. Jeez Louise, which bank are you with? We're with BOK Financial. They've done a great job of just immediately following up in a, in a way that I think is going to be, create a hell of a week for those guys. Yeah, I mean, I, so I like the spirit of the federal government of get this money out as quick as possible. It's kind of like the mentality we take as software founders, like ship it even if it's not perfect. But like for context, last year, all the SBA, when you add up all the loans done across the country, was $25 billion. The federal government is basically asking that same network now to distribute $350 billion, right, in a, in a week or two-week span. It's a nightmare. It's going to be crazy. And uh, I do like their approach of doing more sooner and knowing that they're going to accept mistakes that they're going to make versus the opposite of making sure they got it perfect. I do have a funny, do you have time for a yeah. tangent? You can give edit this give out. Give me a funny story. In 1999, I was living in Brazil and I had to apply for a cell phone. And at the time, uh, Brazilians like state run phone company was a total disaster. And so they would give you a giant phone. And the way they activated it is you walked around with the phone for three weeks and they could call you at any time to activate it. And if you didn't answer it, you never got your phone activated. They might never call back. And so this has reminded me of walking around with my cell phone in Brazil for three for three <laughs> weeks waiting for the phone to call. That's crazy. It w- would that you, when you ran your calculations, I'm going to do s- some guessing here. I mean, two, three, like what check are you expecting if it gets approved? I think it should be around a half a million dollars. Yeah. Um, it could. It depends on how they categorize our freelance writers. If they include those as well, um, then it would be uh possibly double that, but I expect them not to. So I think yeah. it'd be around a half a million if they if they can do the formula that they're saying that they're providing for companies and that the pot doesn't run, you know, if it runs out, I'd be they're gonna have to manage it in some way. Yeah. There's not going to be enough in there for the first round. Um, they're either going to have to reduce the amount or find some other way to funnel through or offer a heck of a lot more. So Yeah. Are you well, saying are you thought. saying there's 350 million of a billion available and it's going to run out quickly? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, if you take that number and just assume that each company only gets a hundred grand, that's only 3.5 million companies. Okay. There's 30 million small businesses in the U S right. So right. it's definitely going to run out. Um, and, and so what is your, let's, assume, let's fast forward a week or two weeks. Let's assume that you do get $500,000 is your intent to then spend that to cover payroll for the next eight weeks, or will you use that to make other investments? 
So we run pretty, we run super lean. So, which means our cash account, we don't try to bolster as well. And we try to invest as much as we can moving forward already. So I think my first account will be just the, the extra assuredness that we don't have to make any changes. And then we'll think about strategically, can we even add more once the dust settles? But I think the the point of the loan is to make companies feel more confident of keeping their exact payroll, not making any dramatic changes, and that's exactly what I hope it does for us in phase one. In phase two, I think it becomes more interesting, which is, can we expand and bring on more people? Yeah. So again, this changing, guys, we're recording this Friday, April 3rd. This this information is changing regularly. But as of now, any money that Steve, if he gets 500, does not spend on like payroll or mortgage utilities or rent, he has to essentially pay back. And the terms on that again, currently is a two-year loan at a at a 1%. It was 0.5 yesterday. It's now a 1% interest rate, which is still pretty cheap money, by the way. But I think most companies, Steve, are going to end up spending that money in the eight weeks to cover payroll. I think so as well. Yeah. Um, and I actually just learned that from you is what the current rate is as well. Because as of yesterday, I was looking, I didn't even know. Yeah, it's changing. It's, it's, I mean, it's literally, this is one of those things where... You know, the government doesn't like to usually move this fast because they want to have everything like other ducks in a line. But they realize if they don't get this money out, like you can't yeah. wait eight weeks. <laughs> you got to get it out. So, yeah, as of as of this week, we just saw the six point six million people um, registering for uh, for unemployment. Uh, so we're kind of in that state of shock. I'd be sh- I'll be interested to know where we're at by the time that you we even release this podcast. Yeah, we'll see. We'll get it out. We'll get it out quickly so people can follow your lead in case they want to apply as well. Um, listen, anything else that you want to touch on? Tough choices you had to you've had to make for the past thirty days relative, to, you know, responding to the virus. I think responding to the virus is something we thought about really deeply. We want to make sure that we nailed our tone and provided our clients and our audience something really valuable. So we've thought about it this in a few ways, which is what can we reach out to everybody with? So. One of the first things we offered was we, uh, we, we reached out in bulk to all of our clients and offered them uh, a guide for how to change your content tone in the modern age. Is It's so important to get this right right now. You just have to lead with empathy. and there's, it, It's all about them right now. It's not about you. Uh, and we also offered 10 free topics, which we charge $100 for, for our top SEO topic creation team to redo your topics or offer new topics. Uh, and we're kind of thinking about our next level of things that we can offer as well. Uh, and then we uh, adjusted the pause, the amount of time that companies could take off too. So I think that was one of the things. The other thought, thing we thought about is what other assets do we have to offer? And so I started a new video series on LinkedIn um, that we're sharing out where I'm just interviewing marketing leaders, agencies, agency coaches on how to guide, what are what do they expect to see from the crisis? And then what are their best recommendations? And we're trying to make these really short, like five minute videos that people can see three times a week. And people so, can just find that on your LinkedIn. You can find it on my LinkedIn and hopefully find it valuable. Very good. We'll link to that in the show notes for sure. Steve, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Cool. So I gave you my favorite business book last time, which was Switch, but I'm going to tell you my favorite current one, uh, which is The Power of Little Ideas by David Robertson. And it's about, uh, it really appeals to a company my, about like mine, which is innovation doesn't have to come from a blue ocean strategy where you have to disrupt the whole world in classic startup style, but you can incrementally build out what you've already done uh, in a way that's much more similar to Apple. Love that. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, I'm learning a lot from Mark Oregon right now, who is uh, the founder of Eloqua and in, uh, Influitive, who I spend a lot of time uh, talking to and also learning from. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company? Uh, so 
so I think Slack is the one that everyone's going to say, but I just think it's so powerful and can be used in so many interesting and creative ways that I I can't say enough about it, especially in this virtual time. Our favorite channel right now is Quarantine Tips, <laughs> where everybody is sharing their tips for staying sane or fun things that they found uh, on the channel. Uh, we just did a poll on, we found out that the average alcohol intake had increased by 42% in the Bay Area since this all started and seeing if you were above average or median average. That's so funny. All right, number four, how many hours of sleep to get every night? Uh, last time I said seven, now I'm saying seven good hours and now I'm saying nine terrible hours. Yeah, fair enough. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married with two boys. They're now nine and 12. And how old are you? And I am 47 this time. 47. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? It's the same thing, which was I moved to San Francisco in 1996 and I joined nonprofits and I thought it'd probably be a better time to join the startup movement. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Verbulio, again, surviving the virus. They've seen $46,000 in paused MRR over the past 30 to 60 days out of their total kind of 460000 in MRR. So again, about $6 million run rate right now, helping teams scale their content better with their massive army of writers. He's applied to PPP. We'll see what happens there. In the meantime, Steve, thanks for taking us to the top. Always a pleasure, Nathan. Thanks.